Hello, I hope you're doing okay. I'd like to pick up where we left off last time in the garden where Adam and his wife realized that they were naked. If you haven't heard part one of this story, please stop listening now and go back to that part and listen to it first. <clears throat> if you're watching on YouTube, there will be a link at the top to take you there. Adam and his wife heard the Lord walking through the garden in the cool part of the day, so they hid from him among the trees. God called to Adam and asked where he was. Adam spoke up and said that he had heard him walking, so he'd hid because he was afraid for God to see him because he was naked. God asked him who told him he was naked. Before Adam could answer, God asked him if he'd eaten from the fruit of the tree that he wasn't supposed to eat from. Of course, Adam, being a typical male, said that the woman God had made for him gave him some of the fruit from the tree to eat. So God asked her, What is this you have done? She transferred the blame and told him that the serpent had deceived her. So she ate some of the fruit. Now right here shows us how males and females are. Humans do things and then when they get in trouble for it, they try to either bring someone else into it or totally put the blame on someone else. Well, that old serpent didn't lie to Eve. He told her she would be like God and know the difference between good and evil. Well, that's what happened. And God told them they would surely die. Well, eventually that would happen too because they wouldn't be able to eat from the tree of life anymore. Of course, that's later on in the story. So, because of that, they wouldn't be immortal beings any longer and they'd eventually die. She, as well as Adam, had the free will to eat or not eat the fruit. It's the same with all of us. We all have the right to eat or not eat. I myself choose to not eat. I choose God. So, God told the serpent that he was cursed above all animals and would crawl on his belly and eat dust all the days of his life. He would make the snake's offspring and the woman's offspring hostile toward one another. He told him that her offspring would crush his head and his offspring would strike her heel. To Adam's wife, God said that he would make her have very bad pain during childbearing, and that through this painful labor she would give birth to children. God told Adam that because he had listened to his wife and ate from the tree that God told him not to, that God would curse the ground, and Adam, through painful and sweaty work, would have to grow food from the cursed ground to eat. God said that the ground would also produce thorns and thistles, and that Adam would work this hard until he returned to the ground. God said, For dust you are, and to dust you will return. So after all this happened, Adam named his wife Eve because she would become the mother of all the living. God made garments of skin to clothe them, and he told Jesus that now the man was like one of them knowing good and evil, 
and he must not be allowed to eat from the tree of life and live forever. So God kicked Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden and placed a cherubim in a flaming sword flashing back and forth to guard the way to the tree of life. Nobody would be allowed back in or even know where it was. So, Adam worked the ground and planted seeds so they would have food. And sometime later, Eve gave birth to a son. They named him Cain. Later on, she gave birth to another son. They named him Abel. Now, Abel raised birds for food, and Cain worked the ground as a farmer. Over time, Cain brought some of his food that he had grown from the ground to the Lord as an offering. Abel also brought the Lord some fat portions from some of his firstborn flocks as an offering. The Lord really liked Abel's offering, but he didn't much care for Cain's. I guess the Lord was a meat eater, not so much a vegetable eater. The Lord asked Cain why he was so angry. He told Cain that if he would do what is right, that he would be accepted. But if he did wrong, that sin would take him. He told Cain that sin desired to have him, but that he must rule over it. Well, this talk must have went through one ear and out the other. Because Cain told his brothers, hey, come out here with me to the field. While they was out there, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Later, the Lord came to Cain and asked him where his brother was. Cain told him he didn't know, and then it wasn't his job to keep up with where Abel was. The Lord told Cain that he knew what he had done, and because he had spilled Abel's blood on the ground, that the ground would no longer grow crops for him. He made Cain a restless wanderer on the earth. Cain told the Lord that his punishment was more than he could stand because he was driving him from the land and he would never be able to see the Lord again and that whoever saw him would want to kill him. But the Lord told Cain that nobody was allowed to kill him. The Lord said that anyone who kills Cain would suffer vengeance seven times over. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain so that no one who found him would kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and lived in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Cain found a wife there, and in Nod, she became pregnant and gave birth to a son. They named him Enoch. At this time, Cain was building a city, and he named that city after Enoch. Now back in Eden, Adam and Eve had another son, and they named him Seth. Adam was 130 years old then. After Seth was born, Adam lived another 800 years and had other sons and daughters. Altogether, Adam lived a total of 930 years, and then he died. Now here in the Bible, if you want to go read about this, it's where it gives the lineage from Adam to Noah. It tells how many years they all lived. When they started to increase in number, they had many daughters. Some of the angels, which were also the sons of God, saw the daughters and thought they were beautiful, and they married them. They had children together that were called Nephilim, half angel and half human. The Nephilim were heroes and men of renown. This is about the time God shortened the lifespan of humans to no more than 120 years. Of course, the ones that were already on the earth got to live long as they 
usual. But after the ones that were already here died, there would be no more long lives. So the Lord saw how bad the world had become. He saw all the wickedness of the human race. He saw that humans were only thinking of evil all the time. The Lord regretted making humans, and he was very sad. So he said that he would wipe them and all the animals from the face of the earth, because he regretted making them. But there was one man among them that had caught the Lord's attention. This man seemed to be a good and holy man who had faith in God. The people liked him, and God saw that he was righteous. His name was Noah. Noah had three sons, Shem, Ham, and Japheth. God told Noah that he was going to put an end to all people and animals on earth because the earth was so full of violence and evil because of humans. God told him that he was going to destroy them all. He told Noah to build a big ship and gave him the measurements of how to make it. He told him that he wanted to establish an agreement with Noah and his family and their wives. God told him to bring seven pairs of every clean animal and two of every unclean animal and creature onto the ship to be kept alive. He also told him to gather up every kind of food that could be eaten and store it away for them all. Noah did everything God commanded him to do. After Noah built the ship exactly as God had told him, God told him to go into the ship and take his whole family and all the animals and creatures Get them all situated because in seven days he was going to send rain upon the earth for forty days and forty nights. So Noah did all that was commanded of him. On the seventh day the Lord shut them in the ship. Noah was six hundred years old when the flood waters came onto the earth. All the springs of the earth burst forth and the sky opened up and rain fell on the earth for forty days and forty nights. The water increased and lifted the ark high above the earth. The waters covered the highest mountains on earth, and every living thing that moved on land perished. Only Noah and those with him in the ship were left. The water stayed on the earth for a hundred and fifty days. Then God sent a wind over the earth, and the waters receded. The spring stopped running and the rain stopped falling from the sky. The water receded steadily from the earth and the ship came to rest in the mountains of Ararat. The waters continued to recede until the tops of the highest mountains became visible. Noah opened a window he had built into the ship and sent out a dove to see if the water had went down enough that they could get out of the ship. The dove could find nowhere to land, so it returned to the ship. He waited seven more days and sent out the dove again. When the dove returned to him, it had a freshly plucked olive leaf in its beak. Then Noah knew that the water was below the trees. He waited seven more days and sent out the dove again, but this time it didn't come back. Now he knew the water had dried up. God told Noah to come out of the ship and bring all the creatures and his family with him. He told them all to be fruitful and multiply to increase their numbers. So they all came out, and Noah built an altar to the Lord and sacrificed some of the clean animals on it. 
The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said, Never again will I curse the ground because of humans, even though every inclination of the human heart is evil from childhood, and never again will I destroy all living creatures as I have done. He told Noah that as long as the earth was here, that planting and harvest seasons, cold and heat, summer and winter, and day and night would never cease. Now up until this point, as best I can guess, it seems like all the animals on earth were tame, or at least kind of like cows, semi-tame. But God told Noah and his sons that the fear and dread of them would fall on all the beasts of the earth, and on the birds of the sky, and on every creature that moves along the ground, and on all the fish in the sea. He gave them all to humans, and said that everything that lives and moves about will be food for humans. He said just as he had given them the green plants, now he was giving them everything. I guess this is where hunting got its beginning. God told them that they would now have their agreement and that it would last with them and their descendants after them. Never again would he destroy all life by waters of a flood. God put the rainbow in the sky, and it is a sign of this agreement. So whenever it appears in the clouds, it will be a reminder to mankind and God of this everlasting agreement between God and man. This is the agreement that God established between himself and all life on earth. I really hope you've enjoyed my creation story. I know I really enjoyed sharing it with you. You're so special to me. God made you one of a kind. Being different from everyone is what makes you so special. I hope you can come back the next time I tell a story. I love you and God bless.